everybody. Welcome to, to the Macabre Podcast Universe. Uh, first. Verse. <laughs> and it is the podcast that what? Uh, we exist to prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals. Yes, that is it. And we go through film franchises. We go through things like Mad Max, Marvel, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Shrek, uh, Twilight. And then we come to a series called the DC Extended Universe. And that is what we are currently covering. We've gone through Man of Steel. Question. Yes. Is ex- it was extended always extended universe since the beginning? Yeah. Why did they do that? Be- I think, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, it must be like to differentiate it from the comics, maybe. We, we, oh, whatever. We've Instead gone of through... calling it the DC cinematic universe, like the Marvel cinematic uh, okay, universe. Okay, that's, I feel like it's that. Yeah. We've gone through your favorite movies, such as Man of Steel. Batman v Superman. Uh, then we did Suicide Squad. Thank you. Then we did so so. Then we did Wonder Woman. <laughs> so we so we have we have Man of Steel, which we were kind of lukewarm on. Yep. Then we had BVS, which we were lukewarm on slash cold on. But the ultimate cut a was lot a lot more, better. A lot more to like than. But Man a lot of Steel. more to dislike as well. Yeah, but That's sometimes the, that makes it a little bit more fun. Uh yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad, about as bad as a movie can get. Uh huh. Then we had Wonder Woman last week, which was the first one that, for me personally, I felt like I can just say with no holds barred, I like this movie. I don't have to add a bunch of qualifiers. It's a good movie. And you sort of were a little more lukewarm on it. Way better than Man of Steel. Yeah. And then today, we come to what should be the... The slam dunk. The calling your shot. This is the Justice League. You have two of the most exciting pop culture characters ever to be created. Batman and Superman in the same movie. You have a newly dubbed favorite in like the zenith everything. Months earlier, Wonder Woman had come out. People are crazy about Wonder Woman. You're also adding a classic, Aquaman and The Flash. You're adding all of these characters. And... And and cyborg and cyborg. Oh, I, for- I forgot. Um, and cyborg. So here we go. This is their Avengers. Here we go. So I know you got a full whole long. You've seen this was not your first uh, rodeo. No. This was my first rodeo, and I think that I actually did not hate it. I mean, it's a bad movie, but uh, it because you for years told me how bad this movie is for, for four years. years four years and not just you a lot of people uh-huh. told me how bad it was it actually made the viewing experience as probably as good as it could be for anybody sure because it is way better than suicide squad yes it's not a not great <clears throat> but i i didn't feel i didn't get bummed out like i have on some other movies we've watched for this podcast yeah. I I hate it. Yeah, I really hate this movie. Um, and oh man, it. The, I I'm gonna apologize to you, Jordan, ahead of time because I'm gonna have to do so many Snyder cut things oh, as that's we okay. go. I'll probably have questions. Okay, cool. Um, here's one question. Yes. Are there um extra characters in the Snyder cut? Uh huh. A lot. Not a, a lot. Well, no, not a lot. Okay. It sticks to that main amount. 
there's a couple that are like random, don't need them at all in the movie. And then there's a couple. If you make a movie that's four hours, there's going to be a lot you could probably trim. Yes. Um, but then there's a couple that are like, there's no version of this movie that shouldn't include them. Oh, like who? Like Cyborg's mom. That's right. I remember reading stuff about that. Yeah, all of Cyborg stuff. Yes. They cut from this movie, and that was like a big mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and even Flash has a pretty cool intro scene, except for there's weird stuff about it that's not cool. But like as a like introduction Micah to hates Flash. Flash. Oh, Let I me yeah. Just and tell I, you, I'm not saying the character. I don't really know much about the character. Micah um, is not an Ezra Miller fan, and I would like to say. That I just still think I want to give this guy a chance. He's so bad. He is so bad. <laughs> He's really bad. We'll talk about it. So, okay. So this movie should be the Avengers. This should be where like everyone shows up to the theater and it makes a billion dollars. And it's like, you know what? We were concerned about those first two movies. Suicide Squad didn't do well, but we did it. But instead, it is a movie that is plagued with issues and it is a movie that you would be hard pressed to find anyone who is a fan of this theatrical uh-huh. joss whedon version uh-huh. of the movie yeah ha- very hard pressed yeah. especially now that there's another version of this you movie. know what watching this movie actually there was a part of me that's like maybe i should watch the extended cut if i did it it would be at work while I'm working. Yeah. But I was thinking, I, I think now that I've seen it and now I know, and I didn't, it didn't bum me out mm-hmm. like Eclipse or Genesis did. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, I think I could half watch the extended version out of curiosity yeah. of, of this, of a completely different movie. So, so maybe, maybe you are someone who's been living under a rock and you're like, what are they even talking about? So let me explain. This movie is directed by Zack Snyder. It's even credited as Zack Snyder, this theatrical version. During the, I think, post-production, um, Zack Snyder's daughter uh, died. died. And Zack Snyder stepped away and said, I need to be with my family. Super love that he did that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing for someone to do. And uh, when he stepped away... We'll get into a little bit more, but it seems like Warner Brothers was like, oh, good. Really? Yes, which we'll get into a little bit more. Joss Whedon steps up, the guy who wrote and directed Avengers. So this seems like, okay. And he uh, does the reshoots to the movie. We'll get into that a little bit more as well. And the movie comes out, and everybody hates it. Critics, fans alike, everyone hates it. And then Zack Snyder keeps saying things like, well, there is a cut of this movie that exists that I did. And everyone's like, ha, 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 we know, Zack, it's you. And then everyone, like fans and stuff, start like a Twitter campaign, release a Snyder cut. They put billboards up in L.A. Um, They're like, we got to get this done. When a new Warner Brothers executive came on. Wait, like random people took out billboards to get the Snyder cut? Yes, like this group of people. Of money. And then they... um. They, they like, would bombard, like, the Warner Brothers executives. And then finally, last year, I think in March, they announced, you know what, we're going to do it. And they did, like, $80 million of reshoots or something crazy like that, 60 or 80. And then they recut it, and then last March, 2021, the Zack Snyder Justice League movie came out. And it is four hours long. And Six parts. 
I so here's what I will say. I don't like the Zack Snyder Justice League movie, but it is like a 10 out of 10 compared to the movie we watched. Uh-huh. And things in Justice League that I it's it's very interesting having seen the theatrical, then seeing Snyder cut, then watching the theatrical again because truly when you watch the theatrical after watching Snyder cut, it does feel like there's two hours missing from the movie. Yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense. So that's your that's your short little thing so that anyone who's not familiar with the situation can understand that. One thing I should note, though, is I think as fans were trying to get this made, um, there was some sort of like charity involved with raising money for suicide prevention. Okay. And so okay. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit like you give a mouse a cookie and it's going to want milk. Because, like, the day after Snyder Cut came out, everyone's like, release the air cut for Suicide Squad. Well, and that one's died. I hope so. But he's he's keeps saying, like, yeah, I could cut a version of this movie. I could, We're not going to get into meaning, this. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But um, I will say, though, one thing that's really important to note is Patrick Willem said this on one of his podcasts. Is he said, if you are so desperate for like one of these movies to be good and and you're you can't accept that it's just a bad movie just watch more movies and he in his podcast he's like i beg you to watch more movies because if this like destroys your world that justice league is a bad movie watch more movies and maybe you're a huge justice league fan and like this movie coming out and bombing, you were just like, I feel like that was our one chance as a fan. Yeah. Just continue to read comics. Right. <laughs> Get over it. Yeah. But the the one thing I will say is, as we go through, I mean, I like that we live in this universe where this happened because I think it's supremely fascinating. Um, and And I do think, especially when we find out about the abuse on set with Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. I'm like, good riddance, I'm glad that they gave... Zack Snyder, $80 million to finish this movie. Mm-hmm. I am happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the making of the movie. No, no, no. Let's talk about the first time I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie in theaters. Mm-hmm. I, I had a couple of friends that we kind of were like, DC really sucks. We should just go see these movies because it's funny. And so we said- My brother was one of them. Yes, he was. And Bobby was the other. And we said, okay, let's go see Justice League. It had been out for like over a month. We went to a theater. I think there were two other people there. And it was the next day it was out of theater. So we timed it perfectly to where we could just like heckle and laugh and we didn't have to care about anything. Mm-hmm. And Pretty nice. there was a point about halfway through the movie. I don't remember which scene, but I just went to the bathroom and I just uh, like got on Instagram for a few minutes and just kind of hung out in the bathroom for like five, ten minutes because I was just so bored by this movie. You're, that's my experience when I saw Daddy's Home. <laughs> and I went to the bathroom and just hung outside of the theater for about 20 minutes before going back inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that is my experience with the movie. Then over the course of six weeks, I watched Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um it's just not really my jam. But then I watched this when we watched it. And you were like, that one's my jam. Yeah, if you have to compare the two. Um, my my thesis statement for this, I love talking about both versions, but I think at its core, 
this is a bad story. No matter which. Absolutely. No matter if you're watching Snyder or not. Yeah. The story will make sense if you're watching Snyder. Just because it makes sense doesn't make it good. But it's not a good story. No. And that's the biggest problem with this movie. Let me just say this, because I said this while we were watching it. This is why it at Marvel slash Disney, they, I mean, they just really had it figured out. When for years you were like, how is this ever going to come together? Because uh-huh. they have all of these post-credit scenes of Iron Man showing up, play- not even him, but just people showing up to other superheroes and they're like, hey, I got this team. Putting together a team. And by the time we get Avengers, it is, we don't have to spend half, if not more than half of the movie, assembling the team. An hour of this movie is the assembly. And it is so boring it is you could i'm not saying they need to emulate marvel do exactly how they do it you could have done it way more efficiently also there was not really any conflict i know they tried to make conflict but they did not succeed in creating conflict it was just like yeah we're putting this team together um yeah i mean i don't feel like it right now but maybe yeah and then later it's like okay I, i guess i'll be a part of it and that stuff the conflict and character stuff, even if I don't like it, 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 it is explored in the Snyder Cut. Well, it's better if they have four hours to do it. Yes. That would make more sense because they have more time. But this, a movie that's under two hours. Yeah. And it is like you were spending at least half of your movie on this. Not only that, Avenger, well, Marvel leading up to Avengers 1. I mean, Marvel the whole freaking time until Endgame. They were setting up Thanos or they were setting uh, yeah. up Loki. Like they were setting up the the big villains in Avengers movies. Uh-huh. And even like Ultron, sure, we didn't know who he was leading up to the movie, but because of the consequences of past movies, we don't need to be explained mm-hmm. that much about who he is. This movie, another big chunk of it is explaining to us what the big thing's going to be. And it's yep. like, I, I mean, I get it. I get it. But this is not efficient for such a big epic movie i like i prefer going into it like knowing what to expect a yeah. little in that way because it's going to be so epic well and and one thing that they really messed up really really messed up having seen both is um in this movie steppenwolf is the bad guy mm-hmm. and he mentions i think once or maybe twice in this movie like for dark side now, if you're not a comic book person, you have no idea what that means. You're like, oh, is this a Star Wars connection? <laughs> and the whole movie, he just is kind of like, I want to conquer because I conquer. Yeah, they didn't really give him any kind of personality. When with Thanos, I know that's like yeah. a big 10 plus year thing, but like we even sympathized with him. Yeah. And what the Snyder Cut does really well is you find out that Steppenwolf was exiled from this guy named Darkseid who's in the Snyder Cut, this other, oh. this like bigger villain. And the, he is trying to conquer the Earth so that he can like get back to his home planet to like win, okay. like win the approval the favor, of yeah. Darkseid. And that part of the movie, I was like, why would you cut this? Because yeah. now I actually understand why the villain is doing this. Because the other one's kind of like, eh, the, the, the theatrical is like, you've seen movies before. We don't need to explain this. Yeah, it makes this. me feel like an idiot for choosing yeah. to watch this movie. Yeah. Whew. Here we go, folks. Strap in. Strap into your uh, bat. What is that one called? He has a bat, like, Car. spider that crawls up a wall at one point. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. 
So this movie is directed by Zack Snyder, and I'm going to put a huge asterisk next to that so we can explain that later. The screenplay is by Chris Terrio and Joss Whedon. And the story is by Chris and Zach. The music is by Danny Elfman. And it shows? Kind of. Yeah, I no, wish it was more kinda. Danny Elfman. I, know. I, I think it's weird because uh, he used the Batman theme that he wrote in 1989, and they used some of the Richard Donner Superman theme. And it was kind of like, I don't know. That didn't make sense to me because they really tried to not use recognizable themes in the last two movies that had those characters so it felt it felt very pandery well, when i heard it sloppy it. yeah that's probably not even well maybe it is danny elfman's idea i don't know uh the cinematographer is fabian uh wagner who did victor frankenstein oh and overlord this movie looks very ugly very bad but what's but we know there's a story behind that well and what's crazy is uh, he is the cinematographer for the other version of the movie. Okay. And the other version of the movie, whatever I'll say about it, it looks great. I'm sure it better look at least as good as BVS. It looks maybe better than BVS. Cool. I mean, it looks fantastic. Yeah. And I love the huge aspect ratio, the 70 millimeter big. I like it a lot. I think it works really well. But the coloring and the lighting on the Snyder Cut is like, oh, this looks good <laughs> this looks like a movie this one uh is like everything's overlit mm. everything is not it's like flat colorful it's not it's not guardians of the galaxy colorful mm. it's just kind of like i don't know it looks very like bad a, look i mean i think you said we were watching that it looks like tv yeah it looks like a guy who's directed countless episodes of tv just did that and he didn't do like movies the, the other thing is um, you can see comparisons of same shots in both versions. And, like, there's this great shot comparison where it shows Ben Affleck and Alfred talking. Mm -hmm. And the Whedon one, it's just you can see everything in the room. There's no character at all. Mm -hmm. The Snyder one, there's, like, darkness there's and shadows. Yep. And you're kind of like, ooh, this is moody. Yep. Now, it may not be the mood that I want in a Batman movie, but at least it's something. That's what I gotta give. Wasn't well, that, that part of the cinematographer's job is to like set set the feeling? Yeah, it is. Thank you. <laughs> we finished the episode. Okay, so uh, the movie comes out November seventeenth, two thousand and seventeen. The budget. The year we got married. Yes, uh, the budget of this movie is three hundred million. Is that after reshooting? That's and, reshoots. Yeah, yeah. and. The domestic gross of this movie is 229 hmm. and the worldwide is 665 They maybe made money, but that's a flop. Yep. A movie with Batman and Superman in it should make a billion dollars. Same with BVS. It didn't make a billion. but And I just wanted to compare. So five years earlier, Avengers came out. Avengers won. And domestically, it made $623 million. So it made more than twice the domestic total of this. Oh. And worldwide, it made $1.5 Yikes. So that's what it should have done. Now, take a time travel back with me. If you've heard before, uh, they were going to make a Justice League movie back in the 2000s. I think I talked about that last yeah. episode. Um, 
And there were some interesting casting choices. I'm just going to point those out. Um, and? Batman was going to be Army Hammer. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Megan Gale cast as Wonder Woman. No, 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 no. John Stewart is Green Lantern. Who's John Stewart? Oh no, that's the version of the character, the John Stewart version of that. Um, they were thinking about Common being Green Lantern, and then Adam Brody as Barry Allen slash the Flash slash the Flash. I could see that. And that's the guy from Kid Detective, uh-huh. right? And then Jay Baruchel as the lead villain, Maxwell Lord. Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel. Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. I don't That's know anything about. That's the man-seeking woman. Yeah, yeah. You're what? you're completely dumbfounded. That by makes that. as a villain. Yeah. He must have been a funny villain or something like Goofy. <laughs> I don't know, but um, in 2007 and 2008, if you'll remember, folks, there was a writer strike and the movie was put on hold. And then after that, the budgets and then the calendar and everything blah, it just blah, fell blah. apart. Yada yada yada. So then, October 15th, 2014, Warner Brothers says, we're doing it. We're releasing Justice League, and we're releasing part one, November 17th, 2017, and part two um, is going to come out, and both are going to be directed by Snyder. Then Snyder claims that they were going to be two distinct films. Two different movies. Two, it was not going to be like part one, part two, like yep. Harry Potter. Or Infinity Endgame. Yeah. And and I think I think his plan was like this would be Justice League one, and then there would be Justice League two. Interesting. Um, and but Batman v Superman, remember, was doom and gloom, and people didn't like that. Yes. So the studio is seeing what is being filmed. They're seeing this movie come together, and they're going, "We got to make this more optimistic. We got to make it a little bit jazzier." Okay, and so during filming, it was reported that rewrites by Jeff Johns caused issues with Chris Terrio and Warner Brothers executives. Warner was unsatisfied with how the film was shaping up under Snyder due to the negative film uh, reaction of BVS. It was reported that Warner Brothers held a summit for writers that include Joss Whedon, um, Alan Heinberg, Seth Graham Smith, and Andrea Burloff. This caused numerous rewrites as Justice League was filming. <laughs> then Whedon was eventually hired by Warner Brothers, and then he took over as director um, when the filming wrapped up in 2016. And then they did two months of reshoots, and that cost $25 million. Uh-huh. Remember, reshoots are typically like 8 to 10. Uh-huh. Crazy. And um, lest we ever forget... That there was another movie that came out, I think the following year, that had Henry Cavill in it. And it's this masterpiece called Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah. Now, if you've seen (laughs) Mission Impossible Fallout, Cavill has this wonderful mustache in the movie. Wonderful. So wonderful. It looks great. His performance is unbelievable he does this he, he talks in this certain way that really feels old school like it feels cool. like he was on the tv show yeah so good he's so good well folks and he's so big if i remember right i forgot to actually look this up for this episode that mustache right there is worth about eight million dollars mm-hmm. eight or nine million dollars because they're getting ready to do uh reshoots for justice league 
and he is contractually <laughs> obligated to keep his mustache for but Mission Impossible. Here's a question I have about that whole thing. Well, maybe pause because I okay. might answer it in just a second. Not to cut you off, but so they do the reshoots, and you'll see the scenes that are reshot with Henry Cavill are CG upper lip. Yep. And it looks bad. Yeah. Now, part of that, I think, is we're just not there yet. But another part of it is the effects in this movie look bad. Uh Uh-huh. Now. The right side of his lip never works. No. And and his lips, the, the, the part of your lip that's color, has color in it, like doesn't move correctly when no. he talks. It just kind of folds back, like yeah. he's showing his teeth. Um, so Christopher McQuarrie, the director of Fallout, uh-huh. um, he gave permission to the pr- producers of Justice League. He's like, yeah, he can sh- shave his mustache. That's fine. He'll just grow it back or whatever for when we or shoot. Or just get a fake mustache. And... Um, Oh, oh, yeah. He said he would give them permission if, um, in exchange for three million, because it would cost them to shut down production for Fallout. It would cost them that much money because they would have to stop for a couple. I know, a few oh, weeks I know, I know, because they still have to pay everybody. I know that like it amounts to actually a lot of money. Yeah. Why don't you just slap on a fake mustache? Well, come you, on, that movie. Facial hair and wigs look so good these days. They yeah, could have given him a fake mustache. But that. Movie. I know that's not Tom Cruise's no, style, no. but he but like, could have given. Here's the other thing, mustache. though. the The worst part is what if because Justice League is horrible. We don't care about it. But what if in Fallout, one of the greatest action movies ever made, there was scenes where you're like, is he wearing a fake mustache in this scene? Not worth it. I know. It but just here's, seems a little mean. But I know. I under. I understand that he. But that that seems like a good. Money. That seems like a good proposal. Uh huh. But Paramount Pictures, the people who own Mission Impossible, they say no. Whoa, what? They just shut it down and they go, no, he can't do it. He's not shaving the mustache. Scandalous, what? Yeah. Um. Uh, so, I mean. That is so weird, what? Isn't this just crazy, folks? This is a real movie that exists and you can watch it. How crazy is that? Yeah, you can watch it twice. Yeah, you can watch two completely different versions of this movie. Okay, now the cinematographer of this movie... When it came out, he said, I estimate 10% of this movie is this is what we shot with Zack Snyder. And you would probably agree with that. Yeah, Because at the beginning of the movie, we were in it several minutes, several, and you were like, we haven't even, we, this is not, none of this is in the Snyder Cut. Yeah. And th- there were a couple things that I saw later where I was like, oh, there were a couple shots, but they're, as, as much as, as much as that movie is long, the Zack Snyder Justice League, it is... It does set a tone, and and I did see, I, I saw side by side, I watched a video where someone was kind of comparing the two because I wanted to refresh my brain, and um, there were a couple edits where it would show, like, this sh- scene stops in Whedon, uh-huh. and then this one keeps, and then this is the next shot and all that, and, and it really did make a huge difference because this Justice League has this snappy, like, sitcom-y tone, like, we're just, don't bore us, get to the chorus. They're just like, go, go, cut, cut, cut. But the the movie was never from the ground designed to work that way. Uh-huh. So it seems random to me. Uh-huh. Like when I'm watching like the Wonder Woman bank scene, yeah. I'm like, what in the world is happening? And then the scene's just over. I By just the time, assume that was introducing her character. Uh, oh, I know. But I'm like, this is so bad. It's so confusing. It's just cut, 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 cut. You watch, yeah. you watch the Snyder cut. It's like three minutes longer. 
I don't think it's a good scene. Yeah. But I understand what's going on. Uh-huh. So, anyway, um, Whedon's rewrites were 80 pages. <sighs> and CEO Kevin Sujihara uh, mandated that the film be under two hours. Uh-huh. That's also a huge problem. Yeah, especially for a movie that an ensemble like for, for a franchise leading up to this movie. That's a that's pretty crazy. It, yeah, this I'm should glad be, in hindsight, oh. <laughs> but that's crazy. It should be two and a half hours, like minimum. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's crazy. And then um, he also that that CEO also did not want to change the release date. So all these issues are happening, and he's not like, oh, let's just do 2018. He just goes, no, keep the release date. So that's probably another reason why the effects in this look so bad. I also just think that's the series. But yeah. Yeah. That doesn't help. And then we have to talk about this. I know it's a lot, folks, but it's so fascinating. And I'm just going to read this from the Wikipedia. In January 2021, Ray Fisher stated that he would only be willing to reprise his role as Cyborg in a future DCEU film if Justice League Part 2 were to be made by Snyder. Additional, additionally, several unconfirmed reports have stated that sequels could still be made depending on the success of Snyder's cut. However, shortly after the Snyder cut was released, CEO's Warner Brother and Sarnoff said there are currently no plans for Snyder to return. Hmm. So that was just a few months ago. But um, I, I thought I was actually at a different point in my, in my notes. But here we go. In July 2020, Ray Fisher, that's Cyborg, mm-hmm. He accused Whedon of showing, quote, gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable behavior toward the cast and crew of the film, even going so far as to invite Whedon to sue him for slander if it was untrue. Mm-hmm. A virtual panel, okay, da-da-da. So they, they, Warner Brothers did an investigation. Um, I can't remember if it is, uh, if it's concluded or not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. Um, but Jason Momoa had this to say about it, quote, the shitty way we were treated on Justice League reshoots and saying that serious stuff went down. So he was Wait, saying, what? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. He posted in support of Fisher writing about, quote, the shitty way they slash were the shitty way they were treated on Justice League reshoots and saying that, quote, serious stuff went down. They meaning Ray Fisher. I do not understand that tweet at all. Maybe I need to look the, at them, it. Them, the cast. Them, okay. Yeah, they were all he treated very poorly. in support of Ray Fisher. That's just the important yes, thing yes, to, to thank know. you, thank you. <laughs> okay. And then in December 2020, Warner Media announced that its investigation had concluded and that, quote, remedial action had been taken. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that word means. Um, and then another crazy thing. So, so it's like you hear maybe one cast member. And maybe... I mean, I tend to believe these things when they come out, but maybe it's like, I don't know, Whedon has a long-storied career. Would he really, like, single out this guy? But then you hear something like Gal Gadot saying, um, well, a source who was there said, the biggest clash came when Whedon pushed Gadot to record lines she didn't like, threatened to harm Gadot's career, and disparaged Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins. The following month, Godot added that Whedon, quote, threatened her career during the reshoot, saying, if I did something, he would make my career miserable, and I just took care of it instead. Um, and that is not the first person to accuse him yeah. uh, of threatening someone's career. Yeah. He is, so I basically, I, I almost feel like 
I guess to my knowledge, since the the beginning with Ray Fisher, it's been kind of a snowball. Oh yeah, of things since then. As is often the case with these types. Yeah, because not long after his wait, what he said, because uh, Joss Whedon did a lot of Buffy the Vampire. Uh, he created. He it. created it, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. One of the actresses from that show. I didn't watch it. I don't know who it is, but I think Buffy. Like no, the, I don't think it was. I wasn't. The article I was reading was not Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, okay. It okay. was someone else, but uh, she was saying that when she worked there, con, uh, uh, you know, threatened of her career being over. Uh, she it was really difficult to work with him. Uh, he when she got pregnant, he kind of told her to make a choice. Awful. And Awful. then I think even in a meeting with him, maybe it was about that. She had like a rosary with her, or got a tattoo or something, and he was making fun of her. Crazy. For that. Crazy. So he sounds like um, a bully, to put it yeah. very simply, uh, but also just a very bad person who maybe doesn't deserve to work in this business. No. Um, and he has yet to respond publicly yeah. to any, any all of this. He's yeah. just not said anything. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope he doesn't get any more projects. And, and you know what? Again, I will say it. I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder, but you, the people who work with him and like the onset environment, all indications point to, it's a really fun experience for everybody. Mm -hmm. So, um, got to give credit where credit is due. And, and I am really glad that the Snyder cut got made. If if only to like destroy the legacy that Joss Whedon had on this series, mm-hmm. you know, it's like ugh, if only there was an an alternate Avengers cut so we could take away that from him too. <laughs> That's not the right attitude, but uh, it's a. Uh, I, I feel very bad for the cast. Mm-hmm. The one thing that sucks though is I really want to love Ray Fisher's performance in either cut of the movie because I'm like this poor man. Like, he's been, like, so mistreated on the set, and he is, like, standing up for what is right, and mm-hmm. he is calling him out. Mm-hmm. And that's really awesome. But I hate his performance <laughs> in both movies. Yeah. Uh, I hate I it so much. his storyline was the most interesting to me. I So you say that his mom's in the Snyder Cut. They probably get more into how he was created. Yeah. All they show the stuff. accident. They show Great, him, because yeah. all of that stuff is, like... Why is that not the movie? Well, yeah. Well, why doesn't he have a movie before this movie? Why do we just have to like, and like he's an afterthought? Why can't he just have a movie? I know he. Yeah. Because the the whole storyline is so interesting to me. And th- they were going to do a cyborg movie after this. Um, right now I think it's in limbo. Uh huh. Um, you know. I don't know if that means Warner Brothers is like you told on someone, so we're not making the movie, or if it just. Like well, the most movie didn't of these, do well, so yeah, and most of these DC movies have not, like they they've had like, oh, we're doing these eight other sequels, and yeah. then the movie comes out, and they're like, okay, we're gonna do one sequel. Yeah, so, so that sucks. Yeah, because I would I would be interested in seeing that or just knowing what what they would do with it, I guess. Yeah, I um, mean, could completely redesign the character. Um, oh my gosh, he looks so bad. So Ray Fisher. He is also in True Detective, the uh, Mahershala season. Yeah, yeah. season. I just remembered him when you said that. And I think he's probably... Wait, he has seven acting credits. He's probably a good actor. Yeah. I just don't like him in these, 
which might be a preference thing. So the only things he's been in is the Astronaut Wives Club, BVS, Justice League, True Detective. Wow. And then like that's even crazier that he would like speak out because he's right at the beginning. Yeah. Let me see something. Good for him. Ray Fisher, you're welcome on the show anytime. (laughs) I think he does a theater. Oh, cool. Okay. And then we have Jason Momoa, who plays (laughs) Aquaman. Um, He is in The Bad Batch, Conan, The Barbarian. Uh, He's uh, a Dothraki in Game of Thrones. I know that. Uh Uh-huh. That's all I know. Uh Uh-huh. And that's all I care. Uh Uh-huh. Um, we've talked about Ezra. Yeah, we have. have. So have we, have we covered a movie with Kier, Kieran Hines? Syrian? Sir, I, don't, I don't... No, we haven't. So he plays Steppenwolf. Um, he's Irish. I think I've only seen him as an American. Oh, yeah. In movies. I didn't know that. His name is pronounced Kieran. Kieran, okay. Like Kieran and Kieran Culkin. Okay. Um... <laughs> so, you were like <laughs> really shaking your arms and getting excited. He plays Aberforth and Harry Potter Dose, uh, Deathly Hollows Part Dose. He's in Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, The Fan of the Opera, The Man in the Hat, uh, There Will Be Blood. He's great. Well, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't really in the movie, but. He's in The Terror. Well, who is he in the movie? He's Steppenwolf. You hadn't mentioned that. I said that. No, you didn't, I absolutely huh? said that. Uh-uh. Someone. Tell us if I said it. Let's rewind the tape. <laughs> Is it even worth talking about Amber Heard yet, or should we just wait? No, we'll talk about her next week. Well, actually, next week, a uh, little plug for you folks. Um, this Friday, the the day that this came out, Black Widow is in theaters. So next week, you're getting our first ever like fresh, still theatrical release episode. Next week, we're covering Black Widow. So And you just have to wait for us to talk about Amber Heard. Yeah, I'm just so excited because we have yet to do that. We Ever since we started this podcast, we've been wanting to catch up so we can do theatrical releases. And then we caught up on Marvel, and then the world shut down, and none of their movies have been released. Ergo, none of the other Mike movies really we followed. Excited. I'm so excited. and I, I'm excited to see the movie, too. I'll forewarn you. It's been nice to have a break. It has... Oh, it's been really Even nice to have a Even with having break. the TV shows that we've watched, it's still been nice to have a, a theater break of Marvel. Totally. Um, I feel like the movie would have to be complete trash for me not to love it because I'm just yeah. so excited about going to the theater and seeing a Marvel movie. I mean, it would have to be like Incredible Hulk bad for me to dislike it. It's still going to be good. Yeah. Um, I have to say, too, we've seen A Quiet Place 2 since last recording and remember i don't remember what episode yeah. it is but i railed on that movie saying that yeah. there should never be a sequel for something like because of the, the the first movie was so complete and it's just a money grab yada 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 i am wrong wrong it's so good it was so good there was more story to tell there was more characters to develop now i really don't know they're absolutely making a third one they there's no way they shouldn't money-wise make a third one the issue with that is uh the issue you had last time well Uh, will john krasinski do it because he didn't even want to do two originally he said he didn't want to make a second one of course they gave him enough money he's like you know what you know what i found out is actually he passed and he said and they said well could you like write like a little spec for it so he at least did that and And while he was writing he was like he according to him while he was writing he was like crap i'm directing this aren't i 
like to him to himself. And I, you know what? I hope that happens again because without him in it, it, I don't know if the story can be as good. But what if it's like a insidious Lee Winnell sort of scenario? We don't get many Lee Winnells in our lifetime, so I don't. I'm just but not what, confident like, that that like would happen. What if what if this happens? Because this is exactly the insidious. Even though Insidious Three is not the best, it's still a fun movie. Um, if if in this movie, Killian Murphy, they they announce he's like, I'm making my directorial debut. Oh, that would be I, great. I, I have it. to make Quiet Place Three. <laughs> that would be cool. Okay, I'd be fine with that. But yeah, I was wrong. It was really good, and I'm glad that I was wrong. Oh it, yeah, the the movie was so thrilling. It felt like I was in the theater for half an hour. I actually it was so good. Thought about it for a second, but we're just so in the middle of doing so many podcast episodes. I thought about like we need to do like an emergency because this like proves our point. Yeah, like this is our whole thing. Especially, it's especially interesting because there's no source material. Yeah, and that's why I didn't think that they should make a second one mm-hmm. because it. Whatever. Whenever we cover Quiet Place. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely do it on the main feed because they will definitely be making a third movie. Yeah. That's when we'll talk about all of it. Yeah. Okay. But I wanted to say about <laughs> Ezra Miller. Okay. So. We got to. T- we have to talk about I him. I think I got a soft spot for him. Okay. Yes. Because I, I first saw him in Perks because of, of his, Being a Wallflower. Because of his wonderful performance in uh, Fantastic Beasts 2. I first saw him in Perks of Being a Wallflower. And he was so good. And I'm like, I can't, I was so excited. Like he's new being everything. He's good in that movie. He is so good. He is also really good. And we need to talk about Kevin. I'm sure. Great director. Good. Um, so that, that being said, Ezra, it's time to take a break. I know you contractually can't probably, you're probably a slave to this series now. And Harry Potter. And Harry Potter. Which is, I, I feel bad for and you. And don't forget, he was in The Stand as like a cameo for one of the main characters of The Stand, the TV show. What do you mean a cameo? Who, well, it was, character? or no, he was like, they didn't announce him until. Oh, and he, he was an uncredited? Wasn't he like the trash can man? Oh, that would make sense. And and when I, when I saw, read that. He needs that, to get another agent. Yeah, when I read I'm that, serious. I was like, no, no, no. No, he can't be that character. He needs to get another agent. He can here. He because of how good his performances are in Perks and Wallflower, and we need to talk about Kevin. That that has told me he can do some. He is good. He can Indie, do a lot. Drama. Get, but that's what he get just out of the do. action game. If if he can't take a break, and he's he, not witty, he's not funny. Get out of there. No, well he he's he's funny in the way of like in Perks he was quirky. Yeah, like that was the time. Like that worked. He's. He is. He's also so, a train wreck, and he's weird. He's so bad as the Flash. And again, this is uh, c- full confession. This is my only experience with this character. Never read a comic book of Flash. I've never seen a TV show with Flash. And it, this makes me think that the character sucks. I know that can't be true. Yeah. His powers are too cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh he's so it's like it's just so funny and i think i said this on a previous episode how marvel like every time they do a new casting very rarely do you see the movie and go that was the wrong casting and sometimes maybe you think it was a bad casting and then like two movies later you're like they really nailed it with that person you rewatch when you go awesome love anthony mackie that's an example where Mm -hmm. it was more the character but i was like oh i don't know about this character Mm -hmm. And then you rewatch it and you're like, oh, Falcon rules. Mm-hmm. I love Falcon. 
this I mean, how are they getting so many characters wrong in this series? Because it's like Batman isn't a good casting, Lex Luthor's not good, Joker's not good, Flash is not good. Um I mean that's four of like the main DC characters and they suck. You can argue Ben Affleck. I will allow that. Huh? Like the audience. If they're like, no, I really like Ben Affleck, I, okay. But I think he's pretty bad. Yeah. Do you remember he was going to make a Batman movie? Do you remember this? No. I think after, it was either BVS or, I think it was after BVS. Oh, like in this universe? He, Which I was excited about this because he was going to write, direct, and star in a Batman movie. And I was As like, Ben Affleck does. That's never been done before. A superhero movie written, directed, and acted? That's going to be so interesting. And then he dropped out. And I, I think there's some quote about um, how, like, a friend of his, because, you know, he's had had some pretty public alcohol yeah. issues, and a friend of his said, if you make this movie, it's going to kill you. You can't make oh, this movie. really? Because you were going to, like, drink yourself to death. Ooh. And he took his advice. That's that's good. That's, that's really great. good. Yeah. And then that's how the Robert Pattinson movie started the ball rolling, because it was like, they want to make a Batman movie. And Matt Reeves like, I got an idea. Better be good. It better be. Yeah. So Ezra Miller, I think I just have a soft spot for him. And that's I, fine. I feel like he'll only continue to be at that things because he's actually been in more bad things than good at this mm-hmm. point. Which is, but he's still young. He can see he can still bounce back. And I think you can do it, buddy. And I want you. I want that for you. I Ezra, if you're listening, it would be awesome if you just like, I don't know, played bass for a band or something. I would just suggest taking a hiatus. Yeah, write a book. Just yeah, nothing, sure. nothing where I have to hear your voice, please. You hate his voice. I, I, uh, well, I don't want to be mean about something that someone just has, but his voice does drive me up a wall. And, uh, well, but beyond that, like for this movie, it's like his delivery, it's the lines. And I know he didn't write the lines. Oh, yeah. But it is like everything about a better actor could make some of that stuff work. I, I gotta say this, though. I gotta say this. Jesse Eisenberg is a million times worse because Jesse Eisenberg made choices that oh, he Je- have yeah. made. I'm still Ezra standing Miller, behind Lex Luthor being one of the worst top five yeah. comic books ever. Ezra Miller, to, to me, it, Casting. it feels a lot like... Um, no, the comedic timing is not good, but I think a lot of that has to do with the script and the editing, and then obviously, I do think that he is miscast as well. But it is like Jesse Eisenberg, you're just wrong. Ezra, it's okay, buddy. Better luck next time. Is how I feel. Yeah, and and it's also like okay, if you're kind of rebooting this universe every time you make a new movie, just make a, a Flash. Mo- if you're making a the Batman movie and you just have a different Batman. Just do it with the Flash. Just hire a new... Get the guy from the TV show. Everybody apparently loves that TV show to an extent and like that. Get that guy or something. Get Ezra out of Bring that out guy out of, of the here. minor leagues. And, <laughs> and get Ezra out of Fantastic Beasts. As if Fantastic Beasts could get have any improvement. No, I mean... I, I, I can't. I think Mamma Mia. To, I think he's like... Wait, hold on. I would like to know how old he is because I think he's just being cast too young at this point. Sure. Born in 1992, he is 28, 29. 28, 29. So, I, I just, I just think, and I, I, well, I mean, that age range makes sense. Like he, he still looks young and all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, I, I think it's time for him to do some more mature roles. 
Yeah, or just quit. It's also no, an option. No, don't quit. You're talented. Maybe consider getting a new manager or agent. You know, you know what? The only project that would excite me, this is this is the only one that if he was announced in, is if the Safdie brothers said, oh, we hired Ezra Miller. Well, they, they can do no wrong. They can get any, they got Adam friggin' Sandler. Yeah. And but, Kevin Garnett. Yeah. I know. That's why I'm saying yeah. that's the only one that I would say. Remember they're cool. making a show with um, Emma Stone and, and Nathan, Fielder. Nathan Fielder. I forgot. And thank you for reminding me. Yeah. And hey, folks, if you're listening and you haven't heard the great news, I think you should leave season two is going to be on Netflix July 16th. Oh, man. Let's stop talking about Justice League and just rewatch. I think you should leave for the fifth time. <laughs> okay. So the movie begins. And <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, let me make a note here. I know we've been setting so many stages, but you have the most iconic characters and they're teamed up for the first time live action. But they're not for a long time. I know, but this here's how you chose to start the movie. With cell phone footage uh-huh. of two little boys interviewing Superman saying, "It's for our podcast. What are you doing, Superman?" And Superman says, "You know, Hi, how are you doing? And Does his that S mustache really stand for hope. Yes, it's like a river, and it winds. And then, and then they say, "What's your favorite part about Earth?" And then he he looks up into the sky, and then it cuts to black. Get out of here! I mean, right off the bat, you've lost your entire audience, mm-hmm. and the CG lip bad. Oh man, it, it showed through the poor camera phone quality. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which by the way, I haven't watched this video yet, but the um corridor crew on YouTube, uh-huh. they once the Snyder cut came out, they said, you know, they digitally removed the mustache in the theatrical. They put a mustache on. And they said we we should try and put the mustache back on. And I keep forgetting to watch that video to see what they did. That's but funny. they like put his mustache in the Snyder cut. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Um and then there's like a montage showing Metropolis and Gotham, and we're seeing that the world is mourning Superman's death. Yeah. Um, horrible song choice. Just on a preferential level, I didn't like it. I don't even remember what it was. It was some like cover or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and and we're seeing like the streets, you know, like crime is starting to happen again. You know, and and we're seeing. I think we see Lois Lane visit the memorial for Superman. And we see some of this other stuff. You're just strapping in. And then we get to like a, a, a stock place or so. I'm confused at what the place is. It um, looks so bad. So you're talking about when Batman apprehends that guy? Uh, uh, on the on the top of the building? I just did a Tim Allen there. On the top of the building. Oh, no, that's much later, I think. No, it's not much I'm later. I forget all of this yeah, movie. Yeah. Don't worry, I took notes. Melting uh, my brain. The Wonder Woman sequence. Oh, that's before? I believe so. Oh, okay. So we see this bad guy go into a bank or a A bank with a lot of children in it or a school with a lot of money in it. Pretty unclear. Yeah, but apparently this is going to take down the the world and bring the old world. Yeah, they're they're anarchists. Let's see. This is what I mean where in this in this cut of the movie, it's like, don't worry, one sentence will explain enough. 
But in the Snyder Cut, if I remember right, there's at least like a little motivation beyond a one-word sentence where you just go, huh? Really? Like, like there. Well, it's also so early in the movie, it's like, do I need to remember this person? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're introduced to Wonder Woman, and she comes in, and just immediately, <laughs> there's no tension at all. In, I mean, that is another huge problem with this movie. There is not a second of tension in this movie. No. Because it's cut so quickly, and it's so just random that you don't even remember what you're supposed to remember because there's no importance put Maybe on anything. Maybe that's why I'm already forgetting so much. And I think rightfully so. Once we're done with this podcast, you shouldn't remember it exists. <laughs> but Wonder Woman, you know, saves all the people and immediately just, like, grabs this bomb, throws it into the air, and it explodes. Yeah. And then that's the end of the scene. Yeah. There's much more... And Snyder Cut, again, there is there is an actual choice being and, made. And this movie, so Wonder Woman is kind of like, I don't know, I feel like she has like a straight head on, straight head on her. <laughs> no, she. I feel like she is the voice of reason uh-huh. for the Justice League. Um, but more than anything, that translates as her smirking. Yeah, yeah it's just, it's lot. countless shots of gal like, oh, smirking. you boys, yeah. you're so cute. And it's like, this is really, t- like, betraying the character, I feel like. How, like, like she is strong, she is pushing back, and it's like, I don't think anybody's pushing back in this movie. Yeah. Also, I, I try to look up her name, because I've heard people say Gal Gadot and Gal Gadot. Yeah. And she specified it's like a mix between the both. Well, I just always thought Gadot because of the play. There's a play waiting for Godot. Oh, that's funny. But I it's like, it's, it's like a it's like a very soft T apparently, like Godot. Oh, I don't know. Cool. Anyway, because I like to represent names as correctly yeah. as I can. But it's is her is that her full first name? I believe it is. Cool. Yeah. Um. It's too bad that um they don't have someone in the series named Guy something that could be her love interest. So it'd be Guy and Gal. Well, Guy Pierce needs to get up in the series. Ah, and they could be a love interest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then we're introduced to... Yeah, at some point we're introduced to Batman. So this scene looks very stock, like the set. It looks like it's almost like... It just looks so fake. By the and, way... And not in a fun Tim Burton way. This scene, not... Uh, total reshoot. All of it. Yeah. None of this scene is in the movie. And maybe that's why it looks so fake. And then, like I said, not in a fun Tim Burton way. Yeah. So this guy comes out. I'm just assuming he stole stuff because he has a gun and he's got a bag. (laughs) Really? I don't even know what this building is. I have no idea who he is and what's going on. Batman shows up. It seems like Batman was just flying around buildings, seeing if anyone was on top of them just to get someone, tie him up and bring one of those bugs up to him. It's like, you could be a criminal. You don't have to be a criminal. I'm yeah. just Batman out here trying to get some fear. So he... I'm just Batman out here trying to get some fear. <laughs> <laughs> so one of those bug things... Come, a parademon, Jordan. One of those bug things come up and he puts it in a net and it explodes. And we see like it explodes into three boxes, right? Like Is that, is that a mother box thing? Well, it's blood shows three boxes. That is the most... Re- I don't even care if that's in the comic book. That's lame. Oh... Oh, no, we shouldn't... No, no, this... You kept saying in this movie, I, I, it was so funny, Jordan kept trying to give excuses where she's like, that is dumb, but maybe it's a comic book thing. This one's dumb if and, it is a comic book And thing. I was saying this to her. I was saying, Jordan, stop giving this movie so much credit, and also, I we've both been reading a lot of comics books lately. This is just poor writing. This is not you a have. comic book. You've been I've reading been, Sandman. Oh, yeah, Sandman? 
It's still a comic Not book. a superhero thing, though. Well, but still. Like, you... It's just bad writing. And, and it's just so funny because I know that these are MacGuffins. Like, who cares what the mother boxes are? But, but they're just... The amount of times they say mother box makes me want to go outside and do some yard work instead of watching a movie. Stop saying mother box as yeah. if it's supposed to be important to me. It's uh, very bad. So now... Um, I hate that their blood is lime green, like it's phosphorescent. <laughs> yeah. It's just so ugly. They're bad. It's, none of this is fun. No. Um, we're introduced to Aquaman. Okay, so this scene made no sense of, by a lot. I feel, I feel like I caught you watching this scene in the Snyder Cut. I wasn't paying attention. I'm just assuming it gets more done. But or Batman, Bruce is trying to find Aquaman. He's talking to some guy who's not Aquaman. But it's like, dude... Anyone would know that this is Aquaman. Look at him. And Com- they have compared- the three boxes written on the like hieroglyphics behind but them. But this is—I don't—I don't know if they say where this is, but it, you know, it's like some coastal town it's in like Scotland. It's like Gaelic or something. Or something. Yeah. Um, and they—they're speaking like an ancient language. I'm assuming. And I mean, he's probably Bruce being clever. Like, I know you're Aquaman. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. You're, you're huge compared to all these other people, and then. I mean, like, cryptically, he's trying to... Oh, they do that thing. They do this a lot in that movie where they're talking about stuff and then it cuts to them walking outside, <laughs> yeah. talking, like, as if they did not pause the conversation. No, no, it's like it's like they said, cut to us outside, and then we say whatever we were about to say. Yeah, It's like, it's, oh, you were quiet for several minutes? <laughs> so, yeah, so, the, I don't know. He's talking to him about stuff, how he needs him. Aquaman's pretty much like, I don't know. I don't got time for this S. I'm having fun being a bro and being a bachelor. I don't know. That's just really how it felt. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I, <laughs> and um, I remember reading a really funny review of the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Um, and part of it was this scene where yeah. Aquaman is talking to Bruce, disrobes, takes off his sweater, and, of course, he's ripped. And the, like he like these women pick up his sweater and like smell it and like sing the song. Yeah, they sing like a Gaelic song or something like, like, like that. Like a probably some kind of ancient love song for him. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, that was an addition that was just straight up weird. Yeah, and it was kind of like okay. I, it's funny. I don't know anything about Aquaman. I know that he's got a really funny suit in the comic book. Yeah, and it's just some blonde guy. Um, Here's. Well, no, go um, ahead. I, I, th- I think it's cool that they're really trying to make Aquaman cool because of what I've seen, he looks like a square. So it, it's cool. He should be cool. He talks to fish or the water. Who cares? I think it's all a cool idea. I think, where, where am I going with this? I don't know. I well, just think that okay, they're trying me, too hard to make him look like a surfer dude. Okay, and here's what's amazing. When we watch Aquaman, now this is a David Sims take, film critic for The Atlantic, but basically, the movie Aquaman is James Wan sending Aquaman on a journey to become a nerdy, silly-looking comic book character again. Because yeah. it's like, he has to go find his gold trident. He has to, like... And by the end of the movie, he looks like how a comic book character would look. And it's just kind of beautiful that, like, James Wan, his take was not, let's keep making it cool. It's like... Let's stop making him cool. He's Aquaman, and let's make him talk to fish and yeah. stuff. Is uh, that a prequel? I don't remember. I feel like it is because he has a trident in this movie. Maybe it's not the right, same trident. No, he doesn't have this. He doesn't have this. This one's gold, okay. and it's cool looking. Okay. 
Yeah, um, I just think they they I mean it's like the thing that we I think we've talked about with Batman. Like especially in BVS. Yeah. Like they're they're just trying so hard to make him so gritty and dark and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't know. Can't he just be funny? Which in this movie, yeah. Ben Affleck does have a couple of weird ones. Oh, he's got some zingers. And it is like no one should ever I don't know. That never works. Yeah. Ben Affleck as Batman doing a one-liners get out of that is worse to me all like it is as bad as ezra's million one-liners in this movie no you're wrong on that but um it's really bad uh, ezra i think he's my least favorite part about the whole movie i know he is micah i know i think i would rank him above everyone else yeah he's he oh just so awful it's just it's just bad um he's sensitive he probably he's probably a nice person i don't know but some people just aren't good at their jobs, and that's okay. He is good at his job. They should get new just jobs. Not this one miscast. So then, uh, speaking of Barry Allen, uh, which I hate is that name by the, the way, Flash. and I know that that is not the movie <laughs> Barry. <laughs> Barry Allen goes to visit his dad, who is Billy Crudup. <laughs> And his dad's like, "You really got to get off your butt and go do something with your life instead of coming here and hanging out with me." And what is what is the deal with this series and like all the fathers being the worst fathers for all of these characters? What's funny is Billy Crudup is actually the best father, but he happened to kill. He murdered his mother. Yeah. Like he he seems to be a very sweet well, I person. I think he didn't actually murder. I know they her, kind but... of alluded to that it's it's uh, not clear cut. Yeah. But they make him seem like such a sweet person and he's in prison for life. But it's just I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it sucks. Um, and then we're introduced to Cyborg. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, Cyborg has the coolest story. He does. So that is that when his dad is leaving the leaving work to go home? Um, and I love that his dad lives in like a really trendy looking yeah. loft. Um, but his son is there. Uh-huh. And we you do you do know from BVS that that like a little bit of the backstory, tiny mm-hmm. bit. Like he his his son died. He he reanimated him using science and the mother box, I guess. Well, here's here's the thing. Again, all of this stuff is explained a lot better in the Snyder cut. But we're we're adept movie viewers. Uh, we've seen a lot of superhero movies. In fact. But the fact that they're just throwing at us Flash, Cyborg, and Aquaman mm-hmm. in this movie with really no, nothing for us to latch on to, it, it is confusing. Yeah. And and it makes you, as much as some of the stuff doesn't work in phase one of Marvel, it makes you so happy that Marvel said, let's do a Thor, Captain America, an Iron Man, and... I mean Hulk, but they and didn't Black really Widow was introduced throughout that. But but they like they like spent time to develop the character. So when they came together as a team, it was magic. Well, you know what they've first been time. through yeah. a little bit to get where they are. Yeah, this is, I guess that one guy gets fish for people, and then the other kid runs fast and is a nerd and antisocial, or I guess introverted. Mm-hmm. And then you have another guy who died and has been reanimated and is now a computer. Yeah, and that's not really that's explained. That's all you're introduced to. Yeah. I know, and it's so cool. I mean, the, I, yeah, the cyborg character seems so cool. I'm glad that they talk more about his, all of it, in the Snyder Cut. 
Yeah. Because he just doesn't get his due at all. I think I think that character, I'm sure, is could be much cooler. Not just so in too. the look, but even even in the Snyder cut, it's like, okay, this this is better, but it's still yeah. not it's still not great. Well, it's just crazy because all three of those characters are like pretty big comic book characters. Yeah. So they just slap him in a movie? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That I would be so mad if I was a fan. Yeah. And, and fans I mean, it's didn't like, go see got... this movie, so yeah. they showed up and... As they shouldn't have. Or, I mean, they didn't show up. Yeah. Uh, and good for them. So his son is basically learning new things about himself every... He can do literally anything. And yeah. he's learning more and more, and he's really um, bummed out by all of it. Doesn't know how to handle it. Um, basically, it's like, maybe I just should have stayed dead. And it's like, please explore those themes. Oh, you yeah. don't feel like it? Okay. I guess we don't have to. So then I think this is an exposition dump area where Wonder Woman and Bruce are talking. Yeah. Um, we do have to go to Asgard. I think that bit. happens first. Is it Asgard? No, it's not Asgard. That's Thor. We go to the Amaz- Amazon. Go to Amazon. We see... Um, they're, all the they've, Amazons there. And they've, the, they've had a mother box for since the beginning of it being on Earth. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, I thought you like sighed. Oh no. Well, so, I think I think I'm just trying to think about the scene, and I'm getting so stressed. So this mother out. box that they've had for centuries is now moving <laughs> or something. Like it's about ready to do something. So the Queen Hippolyta is trying to figure out, and then Steppenwolf shows up, ugly. Very bad. Yeah, his design. So again, the Snyder design is still like not that I interesting. I saw the Snyder I don't design think. though, and it looks no. way better. Yeah. Well, again, yeah, it, it's it's perfect example where like the Snyder design. I still am like this character could look cool, and this is almost kind of cool. But this one is like this is a PS2 cutscene. Yeah, it's bad. This guy looks awful. And they're they're like detuning the guy's voice and stuff. So I don't know why they hired that great actor from There Will Be Blood to At least voice he got him. A paycheck. I'm happy for him, um, but th- uh, it's it's so bad, um, and and the physics of him are just awful. Yeah, like he mo- he's so rubbery the way he moves. Yeah, and so he attacks the Amazons, Kills steals the mother box. Um, he says mother box a hundred times. And then he, and then he goes to. He beams away. Atlantis. Yes. Next. Yes. And there's like no one guarding this mother box. Yeah. But um, Amber Heard is Ariel because <laughs> she looks like Ariel yeah. is there with another guy. Was hoping to get some Patrick Wilson action, but I have to wait. Yeah. I also don't know what the story is on that, but. Yeah, we don't get Orm in this movie. Okay. Um. But emphasis, someone's name is Orm. Okay, pretty cool. O R M. By the way, I saw that Conjuring Two is doing well. Conjuring Three. Three. Yeah. Did I say it wasn't doing well? We were just not interested. No one said. Oh. I, we didn't talk about oh, it. Okay, but I saw okay. a thing that it was doing well, and I was like, "Dang it!" Anyway. But that means the box office. That's good for the box office. No, it's good for the box office. I just don't want to watch all the other ones to get to this one. I, you could probably just watch it. Yeah. It's on HBO. I know. You could watch it tonight. Really? Without me. Okay. Because it's TV night, and we got to watch another Sopranos. 
Where are we? I don't know. He gets the dumb box. Uh, Amber Heard is like, where have you been to Aquaman? So I don't know. I guess we're slowly and barely finding out that Aquaman is like avoiding responsibility because he's like probably the fish god or something. And, and Or he, trident. He's probably trident. Here's something crazy. Not so, trident. Poseidon. <laughs> here's something crazy is they have this big fight in this Atlantean um, area with the mother box. He it gets the mother pretty box. pretty ugly, I got to say. Looks very bad. But then Amber Heard and Jason Momoa need to talk, so they form an air bubble and talk. And and I think when you're watching this before Aquaman comes out, you're like, is this what the movie Aquaman well, is going to be? I would be so nervous about the, it, like, the movie, yeah. Because it is already like, how are they going to do an underwater movie? But ah. then beyond that, are they going to, every time they talk, have to create a an air bubble to speak? You'll just have to find out what they did, Jordan. Yeah. Because you don't know yet. Um, Then we have this crazy, crazy conversation with Lois Lane and Martha Kent in the offices of Metropolis. Um, Amy Adams looks the Daily very Planet. weird in this movie. It, I am almost convinced that they did a deep fake. Like it's a stand-in. <laughs> the last shot of her. It was not her, right? It couldn't have been. That wasn't her. Please, please, someone go and watch it. I want to hear if you thought the same thing. The last shot where the cameras, I think it's panning to the left, and she's just in the offices of the Daily Planet, and I think she sits down, and that's it. She starts typing, and it's, she's doing voiceover, and it's so terrible. Yes, that's right. That's right. But We have something to believe in again, pretty much <laughs> is what she's saying. But there's a a part where it's like, oh, the face isn't there, I don't it's, think. It's off. It's weird. It's, it's not her for a second, then it becomes her. Yeah. Um, that being said, this this moment that she has with Martha Kent. Yeah. Uh, it feels How like could you forget her first name? <laughs> it's written by a per it feels like it's written by a person who does not have normal conversations with people. Yeah, maybe someone who's abusive on set all the time yeah. and only has power. Yeah. Maybe. Um Yeah, and and I, I yeah, it's just weird because we've seen Amy Adams in so many things, and I've seen her in the again in the Snyder cut. She looks like Amy Adams. She doesn't look like Amy Adams in this looks cut. Very weird. It's weird. Yeah, and that's not speaking to her. I think that that's a production issue. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, don't miss don't misunderstand me there. And then um, they start to ex Wonder Woman explains what the mother box situation is. So. Again, the series loves exposi exposition dumps. So here we go. We have another one. And this is when I was like, they should never, they, they should not have to do this in this movie. The other movies should have been leading up to this. Of course, not really, if that's not what they wanted to do. However, I think Marvel created a very good template to use. Yeah, but they can't follow it. I you know, know that. I know they can. I know they can't. But to do an exposition dump like this makes the bad guy feel like they're he's not that bad. Uh -huh. Like that the things aren't actually that bad. And yeah. like Superman is hardly in this movie, obviously. And I know that he's like kind of talked about a lot, but also at the same time, he's not really talked about until a possibility arises that they could bring him back. Yeah. So that's not even like something that they're really hung up on. By the way, I had forgotten, and I saw it, how they discuss Superman in the Snyder Cut, and it is crazy when you juxtapose the two scenes, because in this version, Ben Affleck just eventually is like, 
you know, what would happen if uh, someone hadn't decomposed yet and we put them in a pool of thing and did a charge of electricity and then the Flash says, so we're going to resurrect Superman? And it's just like that. Yeah. In the Snyder Cut, they're around this table. Whether you like it or not, it's just better tension because they're all talking and then the Flash goes, oh man, I'm not going to say it. Who's who's going to say it? And they're everyone's looking around and it's this knowing like, oh, no, we have to... Okay, okay. And then, like, the computer shows, like, Superman. And it's just so much more, like, it's just more interesting. Uh-huh. Even if it's not that good, it's so much more interesting mm-hmm. than them just saying, okay, we got to resurrect Superman. And then the next scene, they dig up his body and they start resurrecting him. Okay. But we're not even there yet. Um, We meet... Ben Affleck goes to meet... I can't even call him Batman because he's just Ben Affleck when he's in a yeah. movie. Um, ben Affleck goes to meet The Flash and The Flash has this... You you know, you know, because he talks about brunch. Now, you know... I hate that they made that a callback. I hate that. It was yes. so bad. So so he says in... You know, wait, wait, hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This just shows how bad, poorly this is written because imagine Tom Holland doing the same thing as Peter Parker. Cause I kind of, you know, they're both boyish and quippy. And if, if Peter Parker had part of that, where he's getting really hung up on brunch, it's not really brunch that he's hung up on. Uh-huh. It's being social. Uh-huh. It's being like accepted by people. It truly just feels like Barry cares about brunch. Yeah. So, so it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so the flash says, um, yeah, I, I'm in, I want to do it. Um, I, I'm not good with people. I mean, like, for example, brunch. What's brunch? You're waiting an hour in line to basically have lunch. And then in the next scene, he says something about brunch again. And he says, I have to eat a lot of calories, which this part is in the Snyder Cut, the, the when they're out at the car. Like, I have to eat a lot of calories because um, I'm like a black hole, a snack hole. Okay. <laughs> Okay, this is in a movie. Yeah. Now, first of all, I want to address the brunch thing. It's not as bad as what he says later. I don't think the brunch was in the Snyder Cut. And it feels to me very much like Joss Whedon was probably like, hey, I'm a funny guy. And I have this great bit about brunch. When I tell it at brunches, people lose their minds and say how funny and a genius I am. And I probably could have been a stand-up comedian if I wanted to. I better put my brunch bit in this movie because people are going to love it. That's how it rings. It does. It does. <sighs> so uh, Bruce Wayne also says his superpower is being rich, which is really cool hearing that. Yeah, that sucked. There's a couple of weird moments like that moment and then later in the movie where Batman says, do you talk to fish? And Aquaman's like, eh, I don't know where it's like, why are you? Why are you don't, bringing don't up? Don't ask the questions that we ask as the readers and the viewers. Well, again, and and I the I'm rich is definitely in the Snyder one. I don't think the Aquaman is though. But it feels like you're at a comedy club and someone's like, "What super? What's Batman's power? What he's rich? Well, That's his when power." Bruce Wayne says that. It's as if he's saying, "Yeah, guys, I really am as dumb as all those people have been saying." <laughs> yeah, and then the Aquaman one, they're just like, "We want to acknowledge that he talks to fish." But remember, this guy's cool. He's got tattoos, okay? Okay, he's got tattoos. Um, Motherbox 2, we talked about that. Air Bubble, we talked about that. Then we get to meet Commissioner Gordon. 
<laughs> yeah, for two <laughs> seconds. Jeez, why would they? Why? I, I, I Watching J.K. Simmons do that, it's just like, the guy will do anything if he thinks he'll have half of good time. You know? Why would he ever accept that job? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he must love comic he's, books. He's, he's actually not a bad casting, in my opinion. No, but they don't use him. No, They don't no. use an Academy Award winner. It, it's also kind of strange. You have so many characters. You're introducing huge, iconic characters. Why bring Commissioner Gordon into this? I know. Wait for the Batman movie. Or even... Not suicide And, and the squad, Gotham police have absolutely nothing to do with this movie. No, they, they just say, yeah, there's been a lot of sightings of these um, demon things. That's it. Bruce could have told you that. He's been hunting them. Yeah, we saw it. Um, Cyborg joins the crew. We have a really, really intentional butt shot on Godot, um, yep. which is interesting because after Wonder Woman, where they didn't sexualize her to see her sexualized in this movie... It's quite the shame, but um, yeah. then we are, I don't even remember why they go to this place, but they all are like, okay, let's do it, and they head to this underground bunker or something. Well, that's where the other mother box is, I think, which also, during this whole time, um, we keep cutting to family in Russia. Um, and like yeah. all these bugs are, all of the parademons are yeah. swarming, and they're like barricading their home. And there's like what appears to be a nuclear power plant uh -huh. in this town. And then you go inside it and it's like a monolith uh -huh. from 2001. Uh-huh. Huh? No, no, no explanation needed. So no, I, I really have nothing else to say other than that. Yeah. And, and the idea of, hey, let's include some civilians to, to add some tension makes sense. But just, just because an idea could be done right doesn't mean you did it right because you attempted to do the idea. It's yeah. so bad. And that, uh, that was one of our Age of Ultron complaints is like a lot of the civilian stuff seemed kind of random, even though it is important. Yeah. The stuff in Avengers 1 felt more like actually getting into the civilian-ness of it. Yeah. Um, I think Josh Whedon is just like obsessed with having that in the movie, which is essential for superheroes, but... It's just weird. Yeah. And it is, you know, there is something to be said for when you, when a reshoot is this publicized, it's like, why are you doing things that are so obviously reshoots? Yeah. Because <laughs> when you watch the movie, you're like, okay, so this part, he didn't direct. Okay, so this is a Joss Whedon scene. And when you're hearing this type of humor, you're like, okay, so this is a Joss Whedon scene. Okay, Warner Brothers needed to lighten up this scene. Okay. You know, you can, <sighs> anyway. Um. So... There, there's a big fight here, and then there's this moment, which I've heard people make fun of, and this is the one Whedon edition that I actually really like, where Flash says to Batman, I've never done this before. I don't know how to fight. I've never been in a battle. And Batman says, save one person. Mm -hmm. And then he's, he goes, what? He says, save one, then you'll know what to do. People have made fun of that moment. I think- Oh, really? I think that's the only good Josh Whedon moment that's added. Well, that's that's the only character development the Flash gets. That's yeah. the only opportunity he gets in this movie uh -huh. to develop as a character. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I think it's really good. Does he get anything like that in the other movie? He has other moments, yeah. but um, I think that's a better moment than the moments he does get in. Mm -hmm. the, I, but that, that cool shot of him 
pushing the sword back to Wonder Woman is in both versions. That's cool. I and like I, that shot is cool. That's like, whoa, yeah. if the whole movie was this. My own. <laughs> so Steppenwolf is interrogating people, I guess. And he's got Ray Fisher's dad. Um, and he, he gets saved as well as other people. They start fighting Steppenwolf. I guess he's big, bad, and powerful. They're having a hard time. A bridge breaks. Water breaks through into this tunnel. And Aquaman shows up and saves the day. Yeah. That's pretty much what happens. And then you get the cool flash touching the sword back to Wonder Woman, which is cool. Yeah. Um yeah. And and all this all this is just like I don't even know what I'm looking at. It's the action yeah. is so bad. And this scene actually this part of the movie was my favorite part of the Snyder cut. I It was Really? Yes. This was the scene so I was watching it and I saw the first two or three parts or whatever and I was like, "Oh man, this is so boring. I don't like this." I saw this scene and the action was so cool and it was so interesting visually to watch that I said Okay, I'm gonna pay attention. Maybe I'm gonna like this. And then the next one was the Superman rebirth, and I still hated that. And then I didn't really like the rest. <laughs> I like that um, Cyborg can like take over machines. Yeah, that's and cool. Use them. That's cool. I think that's cool. Jordan, Which of is course. what he does in this scene <laughs> with uh, Batman. Oh my gosh, you have side. such a crush on Cyborg the character. No, they just really threw away a character. I know it's a really a shame. Um, they get to the Batcave. And, and this is when Barry says, it's a cave. He says, it's like, it's a, like cave. a cave. Like a bat cave. That's a line in this movie. Yeah. Then they debate whether to wake up Superman. Godot is saying, no way. And everyone else is, and Aquaman is not really in favor of it. And everyone Aquaman saying, just doesn't Fine. want to be involved. He's basically there because it's like, mom told me to come, but guys, don't expect anything from me. He's that person in the group project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the next scene, they decide, okay, and they uh, dig him out of his grave. They bring him to the old Krypton ship, and then... They need to get rid of that thing. They need to move it to another location. <laughs> they need to just destroy it. Um, and then Flash needs to build up a charge. The mother box has to go in, and they have to hit at the right time. And they just do it, and it's fine. No issues at all. And and again, on on the Snyder Cut, it's like... There's a whole thing where Flash says, I've never gone this fast before. And when I do, like, time slips and stuff, this could be bad. And there's, like, tension. No, no consequences, though. Right? No, no, no. There's actual... I'm saying in the, oh, Snyder, the Snyder Cut, cut. there's Was tension. Was there a time slip? Well, I think he misses it, and then he has to, like, reverse time just a couple seconds and then hit it. And there's actually, like, tension. Uh -huh. It's not a good... I don't think it's good, but there's something for you as a viewer... To go, okay, I'm like, this is a movie. <laughs> yeah. Although it's not really a movie because no movie's structured like that. But this movie is just like, hey, we need to do this thing. Okay, we did the thing. Okay, now let's head over here. Okay, Superman's bad. Uh, okay, Lois Lane showed up. We're good. Let's go. All right, now it's off to Steppenwolf. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the most tension you can provide in a movie is when the main characters don't accomplish the goal that they're supposed to do. That's sometimes the most stressful part of a movie to uh -huh. me, where they're supposed to go do this thing, and they can't even get there to do it. Well, See, because it, along the way, there's all these obstacles. I mean, imagine if A Quiet Place, and I'm not going to spoil um, the second movie, anyone, so you don't have... But imagine A Quiet Place. Um, a character is like, hey, I need to go from my house to the grocery store. 
and and that's like the whole movie and the person goes to the grocery store they get all their stuff and they come back and and there's no issues and that's that's the quiet that's quiet place to read how bad is that yeah bad very bad now if you're telling me you're going to do a slice of life cyborg movie now oh, you've I'm peaked my- <laughs> So Superman comes back and he's angry and they fight at his memorial and um do you find out that he can track the flash? That part I do think is cool. Yeah, I'm just trying to focus on the positive. We don't have to. We don't owe this movie anything. So why is Superman angry? He's angry because his brain is scrambled. He's like, is that a, true though? I don't know. They they just like hey, they keep saying things like, if he comes back, he might not be him. And then all he has to do is go to a cornfield and talk to Lois for a little bit. And then he's like, all right, I'm back. Yeah, it was such a waste of time. I feel like they were trying to. Like, this is what I'm confused about. Maybe I've already forgotten a lot. And this about, is a story problem. This whole yeah, Superman resurrection maybe thing. I forgot about stuff in BBS, but from my memory in that movie, him and Batman were f- like at odds most of the time. Uh huh. And then they got to a point where they needed to fight together. Yeah. And then of course Superman dies. But I mean, they they kind of like had a little bit of resolve in that movie, to which I yeah. wouldn't think that Superman would come back and be angry at him still. No, only it to the point sense. of like, you should have kept me dead. Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. That that's just bad writing. So, yeah, he's mad. It's funny because everyone's fighting him, and Bruce can do absolutely a gosh darn nothing thing. A gosh darn nothing. He can thing. do nothing because he got no powers. So, uh, well, he is rich. So, Lois <laughs> shows up and they go back to Kansas and they talk. Uh, admittedly, I was talking over the scene because I did not care <laughs> and I was really distracted by his CGI lip. Yeah. But I'm assuming she said, That's not you. Remember who you are. I love you. Okay. Here's your mom. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're about right. Okay. And, um, Steppenwolf gets the mother box during that time. He, get, he gets um, the mother boxes so easily, man. I know, I know. And then they beat him so easily. So it's like, he should have never gotten them. It's it's so bad. Then we have um, Wonder Woman and Batman just talking for a long time in, in like this really they're, they're, poorly designed studio oh, apartment hallway so bad and they're talking and i can't remember what they're talking about but it's almost as if the job got done and it's like <laughs> what do you want to do with the rest of your life Bruce? did you really think things were going to be this way that's what it felt like uh-huh. and i don't like that they were drinking i don't know why bruce it's fine i don't know we I, I was really nitpicky on this while we were watching this yeah explain this for because it sounds like yeah it doesn't sound I, like what i think you mean it to sound like what i mean by it so it's like First of all, you know, I, I compare a lot of my Batman to Christian Bale because that's what that's when I got into Batman. And it kind of begins and ends there a little bit. Haven't read many comics. And what I, I feel like they really did well with that Bruce Wayne is he, because of Ra's al Ghul, he became a very disciplined person. And if he was going to drink, it was only going to be at a party to show that he was a playboy. He's that's not, like geez. in Batman Year One when he fakes drinking the champagne when those people come over. Yes. Bruce is not... I don't know, having scotch at the having a nightcap. Yeah. I I just don't feel that way as someone who has not read a lot of comics. Yeah. But in this scene for him to like, you know, like 
I don't know what's going to go on. Let me just get a drink for me. You want one too, Wonder Woman? And she's just like, uh, yeah, okay, sure. And it's like, we, there's no time to unwind. You need to, there's a job to do. It just felt like a very like, well, you know, adults will be watching this movie. And when adults watch movies, there has to be alcohol in it somewhere. It's, yeah, it and we're not we're not saying it. I, I I'm you're, not saying drinking is wrong. And you're yeah, you're not saying like a puritanical like no reading no, on this movie. It, no, it's just it felt really odd, and I felt it odd too. I think it was just like a a like weird movie trope where they need to talk and they need to do something. How about they both hold scotch while they do it? Yeah, it seemed like we need him to have do something with his hands because, so the scene isn't boring. Well, here's the thing too. Like we said, I don't remember what they talked about. Which probably means you can just cut the scene. Yeah. Because I don't even know character-wise if it did anything. No, probably not. Uh, I don't remember the characters doing much in this movie. Development-wise. But you know what? I th- I've been thinking a lot about brunch lately and how it's kind of... Okay, what's kinda... the next part of the movie? Um, then they have to unite the boxes. And, and Steppenwolf says, Praise to the mother of horrors. That's a line he says. Yeah. I wish we could have at least seen it. The mother of horrors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she sounds cool. Um, and then Aquaman does this hilarious thing. He's leaning up against the Batmobile. And he says, he says, you know, I don't like any of you people. And, oh, man, Wonder Woman, you are hot stuff. And I think we're all going to die. And then it keeps cutting around to all the other Justice League members. And they're looking around like, oh, can you even imagine <laughs> and then uh wonder woman kind of says like hey you might want to check under your big butt and he goes okay let me move my big butt and he moves and he was sitting on the lasso of truth and so it was compelling him to tell the truth and then he stormed out and he said you better not tell anybody about this flash and he, yeah, and Flash is like, I didn't hear anything after. Yeah. And then he he turned around and he's like, was what's that? the deal with wait, wait, Mondays? Wait. That was the next line Flash said. What? So does Aquaman storm out and then doesn't come back until the battle scene? Is that, was that, is that, am I correct in that or am I forgetting? Well, because then the next scene is them going to the battle. But does he show up later? No, no, he's with he's them. With them. Okay, he's with them. He's with them, yeah. That would be so funny if he was, he's so mad about the lasso of truth that he's like, I'm not even going to help him. This movie could have done it. Honestly, yeah. So then um, we we finally get to the big fight. And I do, I do want to, a little shout out to our guest from Batman v Superman, Jeremy Eden. I said that I was tired of the Wonder Woman theme um, and I stand corrected. They definitely don't use it enough. Because yeah. this movie only used it like twice, barely. Yeah. And they should use it more. So I I stand back with you. And I stand corrected. I think the Batmobile sucks. It looks really bad One, mm-hmm. on second glance. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're right on that, Jeremy. If you're keeping tally of when I'm right and you're right, wrong, et cetera, that's two for you. Um, And so the this whole fight, this is all I wrote about the entire last 20 minutes the the that fight i said this fight is just utter nonsense yeah it's just flashing images this is the kind of scene where it's going on and on and you're wondering 
Did I do the dishes? Do I need to do the dishes before I go to bed? No. I'm be really tired of this movie. It's taking a lot of energy away from Did me. Did I turn in that assignment? Oh, there's Superman. Well, what else does it make you think? Well, I just like, I hope that I do. The movie's probably got like 20 minutes left, you think? We just really would like to read before I go to bed. I mean, but does, what's the deal with brunch? Is brunch something that it's just you wait an hour to have lunch? In this movie. Yeah. So <laughs> they are fighting the Russian family. They're a family. I don't know why I keep saying that. The family is fleeing in their truck. Um, and Steppenwolf. <laughs> Whatever he's doing with the mother boxes, it's basically like taking over the town, I think. So they need to go away fast. Flash helps them, I guess. And everyone's fighting Steppenwolf. And it's just really not good because it's like, I'm not even convinced that he's good at his job, like that he's strong. Because like, of course he's beating people up, but then everyone else starts beating him up very quickly. And then they they pretty much just beat him up. And then they've established earlier that the demons feast on fear. Like, one time they establish it. And then Steppenwolf is kind of looking at them like, uh-oh. And then they, Wonder Woman and Batman kind of go, do you see what's happening? Fear. And then the parademons kill him. And it's they, the they lamest the, death. The spaceship takes him back. And again, I will say, Snyder Cut, it's a, way too long of a scene, but when they kill Steppenwolf, it's very cool. Is it... um? Because uh, they're fighting graphic? for a while. Is it graphic? Oh yeah, in a good way. Yeah, uh, they're fighting for a while, and there's a portal behind Steppenwolf where Darkseid is watching what's happening happen. The oh, the whoa. big bad guy. What does and he look like? Wonder Woman jumps. Uh, uh, he looks a little bit like. Oh man, I wish he looked cool. Okay. I mean, he looks like a big bad guy, like okay. literally like an eight foot tall bad guy. Okay. Um, Wonder Woman jumps in the air. And he, they, they like hit. I think Superman like punched him back, so he's about to fly through the portal, and then she cuts off his head, and his head goes flying into the portal, and then the portal shuts. Whoa! And so then the head just like rolls over to Dark Side, and I think he just like steps on his head or something like that, and is like disappointed or something. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that was part cool. was cool, except for every time. It, I did want to show you the scene, but it's too hard to scrub through on HBO, but. It's like a two or three minute scene, and I'm not kidding you. Every time it cuts to Wonder Woman, it goes, <laughs> and then it goes slow motion. Then it's like, da 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 da. <laughs> yeah. I thought you just said you were wrong. That's not the, her theme, though. Her theme oh, is the it was a different thing. No, no, it's like I know a, what her theme is. It's the guitars. Yeah, it's this. What it's this na, like na, na, female. Na, 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 na. Were you were you just doing the? No, nope. I was bum, doing her theme. <laughs> Do it again. No, I'm not going to. Um, whoa, my mic just went down. We got to um, be done talking about this. Yeah. Uh, they, they, okay, so. Wait, wait. So Superman comes and they pull about, pull apart the mother boxes with Cyborg. And then Steppenwolf gets killed or ascends back to a spaceship. And then when the mother boxes are pulled apart, there's like a blast. And Cyborg and Superman are like knocked back. And mm. they're like laughing. Like a couple yeah, yeah, yeah. of kids, just like, oh, dude, you feel over so funny. It was just, I mean, I think it was like a relief kind of thing, but it was so lame. It was, it, it's the worst. I mean, it doesn't get any worse than this. And then they, they, they saved the day, I guess. Um, 
And they saved the world, but they never really showed the world in impending doom. And and neither does the Snyder cut. Yeah. I mean that's that's one of the problems is is uh it's like there's no people in this world for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Except well there's that one family. Well yeah, and, but they saw everything. Yeah. <laughs> and um then then there's a mid credit scene. And this is the best. This is the brunch callback. Tell me about it, Jordan. Him, Flash and Superman are about to go on a race, and uh, Flash says, "If oh, Superman says, I heard that if you lose, you buy brunch." Ugh. And Flash says, "If I win, I get to tell everybody." And go. Uh, and then it does a freeze frame. Yeah. And that is the movie Justice League. And then we find out Lex Luthor broke out of prison, and a guy named. Um, I can't remember his name again, but, uh, but, uh, Lex Luthor's on a yacht. Yeah. And he's like, I thought it was a succession tie in for a second. I got excited. They, he says like, I hear the heroes have a team. I suppose we should start a team of our own. What is their leak called? Did I ask you that while you were watching know. it? I think I did. I, I, I really am. I don't know the a lot Injustice about justice league. <laughs> I don't know a lot about DC comics. Um, I, I have read a, 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 a nice little chunk of Batman where I feel comfortable like with that character, but I, I, I mean, I've, I've only read one comic that had Lex Luthor in it ever. So, um, well, maybe two actually, I think he's in dark Knight returns anyway. Uh, very bad. Yeah. Guess what though? If you want to hear us talk about a movie that we thought, well, I thought was not going to hold up, but was, pun intended, a huge slam dunk. Head over to patreon.com slash M-I-C-A-H-M-C-C-A-W. Link is in the description. This month, we're talking about a movie that has two top-billed people, Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. It's Space Jam on Patreon. And next month, it's going to be Space Jam, A New Legacy. So sign up for as little as $3.00. You'll hear us rave about some fun stuff. Um, and those patron episodes come out every first Wednesday of the month. So if it's not the first Wednesday yet, then it'll be next week. And next week, it's Black Widow. We're uh-huh. back in the Marvel Universe next week. Yep. So try and see that movie right away so you can listen to us talk about it. Yep. Otherwise, it'll just Spoilers sit on your phone, burning, burning a hole in your pocket until yeah. you've seen the movie. So <sighs> we hope to see you in the theater. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.